Hello and welcome to the Mods Life podcast. I am your host, Elle Mace, and today we are joined by the wonderful Lucy Sheridan. Lucy Sheridan is the comparison coach. Hey, Lucy. Hey, nice to be here. Do you know what, Lucy? For some reason, I don't know why you or... Yeah, but every time I say your name in my head, it comes out in my head as... as do you know the X Factor? Can you remember the X Factor? Um, oh, Lucy Braggon. No, is that what you say? The, the guy's voice when he introduced the people to the stage would go, Oh, really? Lucy Sheridan. <laughs> Every oh, time brilliant. I say it in my head, I'm like, Lucy Sheridan. Oh, fantastic. Sure. If you could follow me around with that, that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so, Lucy, will you please just give us all a bit of a better explanation on who you are and what you do? Yeah, of course. Well, my I suppose my job title does a little bit of that. But ultimately, um, for the last 10 years, all of my work has been helping people stop comparing themselves, whether that's stop comparing to who they think they should be, comparing to other people or comparing to who they used to be, comparing to their past selves. And I do that through my private sessions, courses and my book. Oh, your book. I mean, the comparison, the comparison is just perfect. It is literally in everybody's lives isn't it mm-hmm. no matter, for some people a lot for a lot of people a lot less but it will come up for everybody at some point it's such an important your job is so important <laughs> well thank you very much yeah I mean it'd be great not to have a job I suppose but no you are absolutely right Elle it's very rare that someone doesn't have any comparison at all um you know even if they have moments of it being really really low which is fantastic but it is something that you know no matter what our backgrounds are or individual paths I think everyone can kind of relate to having that tricky habit take hold sometimes yeah definitely so I would love to kind of delve in a bit further into you who you are what and there may be a story as to why you do what you do or, or just a bit of your journey and, and your life and then afterwards um kind of look at some tips and some tools for people that are struggling with comparison tell us a little bit about yourself in terms of like where you're from what your life's been like yeah cool well I'm from Leeds and my generation Irish um hence the Sheridan name <laughs> um I grew grew up um in different places but kind of settled in Leeds in like my teens and that is kind of where I see as home from there um you know I've done various things but in terms of uh work I used to be uh, I used to work in the advertising industry for like 10 years or so and then set up my business 10 years ago um and that's definitely kind of like had lots of twists and turns associated with it I'm sure everyone that's um whether it's project or self-employed um you know it can be quite an adventure um I in terms of you know my relationship with comparison for me I've compared myself in lots of different ways since I was really little like I remember being like young at school and thinking you know is my spelling as good as other people's or you know worrying about sports day not because I wanted to shine but like you know I wanted to make sure I wasn't left behind and um, I kind of noticed that trait has kind of followed me through life, really. And then in my late 20s, I went to my school reunion. I'm 40 now. I uh, went to my school reunion and the day itself was absolutely lovely. Um, so nice to kind of see my old um, like school pals and reminisce. Um, this was kind of back um, when, you know, Facebook was all the rage. You know, it's been sort of overtaken by other social media channels now. But um, from that event, 
I kind of set lot, sent lots of friends requests, received lots of friend requests as well. So when I got back to my normal life on the Monday afterwards, my um, social media feed was very, very different. And I was seeing into the lives of people that, you know, I could define as my peers, like my cohort that I could almost you know, compare myself against because of age, et cetera. And I started to see what some people's lives were. And it really led me down a very, very dark, dark hole and very steep spiral of comparison. And although, you know, that was really tender and a bit brutal, I'm kind of grateful for it now because having, you know, it take hold of me for a good year or so, I'd say maybe even a bit more. Um, it did one day just, you know, I got really fed up and I thought, you know, if I can think and feel myself into this, could I think and feel myself out of it? Like, what's it going to take? I just need to get back to myself again. And so that led me to, um, you know, sort of motivational talks on YouTube. And then I went to the self-help, like I stones and shops, which I never used to go to. And then um, my inquiry got a little bit more advanced, I suppose, and started Googling life coaching when I found out about that and qualifications followed that through um and then like I say started my comparison coaching business which as I understand it I am the world's first and only um comparison coach um and I've been doing that for the last 10 years or so I will say as much as there's very little I haven't heard in this topic and um you know I've really been able to hone some great tools that can work for people um I do sometimes I still get comparisonitis myself so my comparison will come in it'll be sharp it you know will be unpleasant as it often feels for lots of us but what I would say is those instances are really spread out now and they evaporate very quickly and that for me looks like success Mm. I just want to make sure that like I have charge over my mood and that it isn't easy to kind of knock me off my perch, so to speak, because that's why I notice about kind of like as I continue to keep, you know, committed to not comparing myself in any ways. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, like I say, it's a journey, but it used to take up so much of my time, so much of my energy, so much of my headspace. That I just want to make sure that I'm constantly just pushing it to the side and like staying true to myself. So what I would say is I haven't. I'm not perfect myself, but I recognize when I find myself there, I know what to do. And thankfully, comparison for me now is an occasional visitor as opposed to like, you know, a constant flatmate. <laughs> constant flatmate. My, yeah. Yes, that is a perfect description. Certainly for me at high school, I would say yeah. literally the amount of headspace I wasted on comparing yeah. myself yeah. to everything and everyone and oh it's just constant yeah it yeah really, it, it can really just take over for everyone well and I guess for you when you say that um you know you're not perfect it still comes when you come when it yeah. comes you know how to to manage it that's kind of perfect yes. isn't it like that that voice will always come yeah certainly better than the alternative <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah you know how to manage it so just going back then so you really this really kind of like were well, you kick-started when you had your school reunion can you remember yeah. being, you, comparing quite a lot when you were like younger when you were kind of like pre-10 years old or so oh yeah I mean definitely you know even when my brother was born thinking like oh you know am I as cute as he is and I was like five um or even you know oh are my clothes as like trendy as other people's we didn't really have social media back then do you know what I mean it wasn't like there was lots of selection so yeah I do remember it being a constant and then you know of course we get into our 
you know teen years excuse me and you know like we how are we developing you know have we kissed anyone yet how are our grades going you know how far how much are we advancing there like where do we where are we in the class are we top of the class are we bottom of the class are we somewhere in the middle um and yeah it just felt very very present for me like analyzing analyzing where am I where are the people where am I where am, where are the people to no great end either it didn't actually like you know what was I supposed to do with the information <laughs> yeah 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 because that's it imagine if someone turned around to you and said yeah they're doing best than you at that well, what, what are you gonna do with that anyway <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so do you know like I'm, I'm sure we'll go on to like why you know the main reasons why people compare so much but for you do you know why like comparison was such a big part of you um, I think there's a few things like relating to that. I think possibly I was definitely a sensitive child. Um, and I mean, I don't know many children that aren't sensitive to be fair. Yeah. So I you know, maybe that was like not necessary as a description. Um, but I also, you know, I was, you know, it was around a lot more in those days in terms of like, oh, you know, if you just do this, you'd be more like this person. Or if you just do like this, you could get those results as well. You know, we were very rarely as a generation spoken to as individuals. Um, and, you know, very rarely did we get to understand like what was really going on behind those things, that sort of thing that, that sort of latterly happened. And I think I was just, you know, I almost, I can't say there was an event. Um, it just sort of like worked out that way that I was sort of like pro programmed um, to kind of be extra, an extra sponge, have an extra sponge like approach to it, I'd say. Yeah. And do, could you see any, um, like, connection between your self-worth and your comparison? Like, did you have quite good self-worth as a child or, or, or lack? Well, I would say it was probably about, I wouldn't say it was, it was probably about standard, I suppose, if you could kind of say that. I wouldn't say that I was very, very, very outgoing, but I certainly had, you know, bursts of confidence. Equally, I wouldn't say that I was very shy or, you know, would kind of sit on the sidelines, you know, I had... I wanted to kind of be in lots of different groups and that sort of thing. So my confidence was there, I would say. Um, but I would say there is a direct correlation between, you know, our worth, how enough we feel and how much we compare. And um, because that's often what fuels the feeling of separation and that I'll never get there or I'm not ready or that's not for people like me, is that, you know, if we see someone like achieving or having what we want, <clears throat> excuse me, just to use like an easy example to keep it really general, rather than kind of, oh, I'm excited, that reminds me of what I really want. When we're feeling confident, it can be, can be like, oh, gosh, I really want that too. I, you know, and it kind of like the fire comes up in that way. But when we are lacking in our own confidence and our belief in ourselves and our sense of our self-worth and how enough we do feel, we will immediately, um, you know, see the comparison. And that is like directly related to how, you know, much it feels like a wound almost and how it feels like someone else achieving what we want to or enjoying what we want to is like directly taking it away from us and that's just not the truth but when we're in comparison it's really hard to get that to register yeah 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 that's such a good point isn't it like when you see someone doing or having something you want changing that narrative to like well if they can do it I can do it or they've proved it can be done you know and I so therefore I can do it rather than that they've got yeah. they've got what I want <laughs> I'll often share and it's kind of in my book too around when we see someone that is doing or achieving what we want to it's saying good for you and the same for me 
good for you and the same for me because we cannot be bullying ourselves and down ourselves in the same moment as being like positive and you know hopeful so what that does it takes the sting away but also stops the spiral now that is a, a quick fix in any moment but sometimes that's all we need to not you know go go on a spiral so for example let's say we see something on our social media feeds like we're on LinkedIn and someone's announcing they've just had an amazing win if we say good for you on the same good for you the same for me put our phones down go make a cup of tea keep saying it good for you and the same for me what that means is that we can just let that kind of like little fizz of the comparison just work its way through as opposed to take hold and then we just go on a rager in the afternoon or the rest of the day because I know certainly for me my responses to feeling comparison being comparison were felt very acute felt very physical you know cortisol you know temperate like feeling like I had little red cheeks like my body language starting to crunch around my um phone like a squirrel with a nut you know it's kind of like very physical reaction to it um and you know f- feeling that tension feeling that kind of racing through my body really so yeah. anything that kind of and means that my day isn't interrupted in that way means that I have the power to reset. Um, and also like my nervous system can stay regulated as well. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love that. Like a squirrel with a nut. I've literally got this image of you. Yeah. Like, oh, like, like then. <laughs> <Stop, little girl>. Because <laughs> yeah. actually when you do feel triggered by the comparison of whatever it is, yeah for many they will take action and then that might be regrettable action not that they would do anything that like is um you know like not action is in like aggressive action but they may say something or not react in the best way that they should and and it can sometimes as well you know i it can sometimes well lead to sort of unhelpful things well like you might screenshot something and then send smiles you know saying oh you know oh ffs i just saw this like you know will they ever take a day off or I can't believe they've achieved it. Have you seen this on Instagram? And we start to kind of bring it to other people as well. It's like, that's not helpful either. So yeah, you're right. It doesn't necessarily need to lead to someone, you know, running out the door and never returning to life. It's like, I just can't handle it anymore. But it yeah. can lead to unhelpful and, you know, unkind behaviours that, you know, maybe, you know, if people found out about, like, I'm really, emb- I'd be really embarrassed if people knew that I did that or I felt that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And as you're explaining that situation to me, I know we've all done it and we all know and we've all been the receiver of that and all the rest of it. But actually, that's just a reflection of that, of yourself, isn't it? Of of just yeah, it is. that it is. And I think because, you know, that is such a big truth, we have to have so much gentleness with ourselves. Like I will say this to clients or you know, if I'm doing my course, etc. I say, look, go gently here. Let's have lots of compassion. We're working through some pretty big stuff. And, you know, we did what we thought was right at the time. Now we know different. We get to come from that place. Um, But we'll, you know, I'm sure there'll be the occasional lapse or, you know, falling back and then, okay, reset back to what I know is um, more positive. But yeah, it's those sort of, they almost seem like innocuous, like, you know, just almost like behaviors you wouldn't notice, but they're not you. They're not you at your best. They're not the real you it's coming from a reaction and that's what's so difficult about comparison it's so reactive yeah so reactive and also like so much of it must stem from trauma like when I think back to the things that I have compared myself on the most uh, if I can like you know yeah find its root cause it's most of the time been for my most traumatic events so yeah. it's serious yeah. stuff isn't it 
it is serious stuff and, and again why we have to go gently and whether that's things that have happened in our lives or it's been the effects of living in an image conscious society so thinking about the effects of like the media on us to kind of appear a certain way and comparing our makeup or comparing our body shapes or comparing our fashion etc that's come from advertising that's come from like the, the patriarchy equally when we've been comparing you know and I use like you know inverted commas here but like you know how successful we are that again has often been fed to us by the media around us deciding what our goals are what the reasons for their goals are and what achieving what those goals will be it's like oh you do this you should be aiming for this you should be friends with this person your life should look this way because you're this age now when actually in the modern world there is no there are no arbitrary measures but the pressure to follow certain milestones and achieve them and again using air um, bunnies there or you know to pass the milestones or gather those milestones by certain times in life is absolutely suffocating mm. and it can feel like it's everywhere we turn as well everywhere with everything isn't it <clears throat> Yeah. Have you achieved where you should be in life? Have you got yeah. a partner? Are you having children? Yeah. Have you got a house? It really is. Yeah. And I think this is like, well, we all know it's a huge contributor to people's mental health at the moment. Of course. Of course. For young people, just trying to navigate their way through life, find themselves, not mm. no, not find themselves, that's not the right word, sort of figure out who they are and what they even want to do with their life, plus all these pressures. Mm. It's like, it's really tough. Yeah, it is. And I think that's why, you know, we have to, as we kind of, we're looking after young people, whether that's nieces and nephews or like our, you know, children of our own, that we are conscious that they are in a different world to us and they are going to need our attention and we are going to have to keep a really close watch on the stories they are creating for themselves because of like the world that they're in. Because, you know, we might, you know, say, oh, I'm so glad I didn't grow up with social media yet, but young people don't get that choice. Yeah. So you know, how can we be um, there for them and help them navigate it? Because the pressure today must just be absolutely, you know, incredible. Yeah. So would you say then, going back to that moment after your reunion and then you obviously yeah. were on, on Facebook and that comparing, that that was your kind of big biggest realisation that you can see now how and why you're doing it because you've got this kind of portal to be able to compare more. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. For me, it kind of um, really amped up and intensified what was already quite a kind of deter, like quite a regular, like casual habit. It ramped things up. And so with that um, increase in comparison, of course, came an increase in the the damage that comparison was doing to me and how I was feeling. Um, I, I will say like some positives in terms of it did, when I did wake up, it made me reevaluate things. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that wasn't necessarily about like, I'm not friends with this person and like, you know, burning, just burning and destroying things, but it made me wake up to where I was participating in not doing myself favors, where I was participating in um, holding myself back really, or just not being my own best friend. Because when you're spending loads of time focusing on other people's lives, you know, you, you spend too much time doing that. Like, oh, yeah, but I've got no time to work on my own stuff or to kind of, you know, heal, heal this part of me. And so I will say when I got to my enough is enough moment, as much as it kind of sounds quite dramatic, the stuff of power ballads, I'm really yeah. glad that I had it. So I was like, I cannot do this anymore. Like I'm not there. I'm, there's no enjoyment. Like there's no output from it. I cannot do this anymore. And it really took that I'm done moment. And I think actually I can relate to that in lots of different areas of life. Like 
I can, when I, once I decide something, I feel unstoppable. It's almost like 70% of it, the goal is done. But while I'm on the fence or I'm happy in my discomfort because it's familiar, I'll yeah. just kind of like see how long I can go on for like not being my own best mate, which never ends in a, you know, never good outcome. It takes so much more energy in life to kind of like be that kind of like negative and compare than it does to just, obviously it takes energy to learn to switch it off, but just to be, to be happy, you know, it takes yeah. so much energy to be kind yeah. of like against the world and yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at that time with the, the social media part for you, was, was your life like going well? Were you happy in your life? Uh, no, I think it looked, probably looked like there was a lot going well, but in the, excuse me, in the, um, the job I had at that time, which I used to really enjoy had become really difficult because the politics of where I was working was like another job to do. So add that to really tight deadlines, long, long hours, um, you know, not the easiest people to be working with as well. There wasn't always feelings of teamwork there. And I just felt like I was under an enormous amount of pressure and I was being crushed by it. So there was that going on. And then my then boyfriend, but now husband, his um, business was um, unfortunately going to close because this was around the time of the recession in 2008. So where I was, you know, thinking about those fake milestones where I think I should be by the time I'm 30 back then, Mm-hmm. Um, I was not in a good place. You know, I had, I saw on my feed, I saw people going, oh, you know, it's so lovely to be back in my happy place again. And they were in the Maldives. And I was like, I've not even been to the Maldives once, let alone kind of like back. And I've still not been to the Maldives actually. Um, but I was like, yeah, I was like, oh my God. I was like, what the heck? Like, I'm lucky if I'm going to get like a couple of nights in Scarborough, let alone, you know, this. So, um, no that, offense you know, to anyone that lives in Scarborough. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, I, you know, it, that's the thing. It's like, it's not the same as the Maldives. I think we no, all agree. I mean, I'm a, proud, I'm a very proud Yorkshire girl. So I ain't dissing Scarborough, but I'm saying it's not the same as the Maldives. And I, I think that stands. Um, yeah. yeah, like, but just in terms of like, the stuff coming over my feed um, was just just showing me how, what I felt like, what, how far behind I was when it came to kind of like what I had the resources to do, time, money, experience, et cetera. Um, and it just felt like my life was crumbling um at the same time so yeah it very much felt like my back was against the wall even though people probably thought oh you know she's got a good job good company like all good prospects etc there was a lot that was like really really unpleasant Mm, yeah it's not good is it so your stepping stones out of this then what is your kind of like what was your like right it's all very well being like right I've got to stop doing this enough is enough But then that has to follow back with action. So what was your action? Did you delete Facebook? Did you, what did you do? (laughs) Excuse me. I definitely, and I definitely hid some accounts right, right then. But I also, rather than kind of, um, I first of all focused on what it is that I want and why those things are important and what would be my avenues to get there. So really kind of getting, coming back to myself before I sort of went to the outside world again, that was really helpful. It was then um, arriving at things like good for you and the same for me, um, making sure that I was catching myself if I was online or if I, you know, I would delete all my search history. So if I found myself, you know, typing in the first two letters of someone's name to just check in and see what they're doing. So I was comparing myself to these, you know, perhaps a group of people. I would just like chuck my phone on the sofa instead and take the dog for a walk. So I had, you know, it was kind of making sure that I was doing 
the 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 small things but the powerful things in the day that were breaking the habits and rewiring my brain to just not be on my phone as much and looking at those different places but more than that replacing the my allowing my attention to go to a place which was exciting for me and felt hopeful for me as well which really was getting back on my feet Mm. um you know I didn't know about that I might want to start my own business but I certainly knew that where I was I wasn't thriving so how could I get to a place where I could at least you know start sleeping again at night and not kind of you know have this crazy levels of stress um equally when it came to like rebuilding our lives you know, how could we save to rent again and like you know living with mum and dad trying to be grateful for what we did have and the people that were able to support us even in those very very dark days indeed so it's almost a combination rather than kind of like unfollow, release, release the apps. That's, you know, or delete the apps, excuse me. Yeah, that can be practical to a point, but it won't, it don't, you can't run for your own, run from your own stuff. You yeah. know, with the, app, the apps don't get deleted, your comparison's deleted. It doesn't work yeah. like that. Yeah. So it's making sure that I had like a plan to work to that was in bite-sized chunks as well. And, you know, um, that kind of spurred me on and filling my my brain and my focus with with good things um it just in, it made a massive massive uh, made a massive impact in the short and the longer term mm, so really re- just refocusing on yourself who you are everything about you as well like I think yeah. something that I had this realization as an adult as you know more yeah. times that I used to compare so much during school so much so that mm. if someone was wearing something I'd go and buy what they're wearing and yeah. if their hair a certain way, I'd, I'd change my hair to that. But for some, yeah. well, not for some reason, we know, right? Yeah. But then when I had that skirt or that hair, I didn't look the same as what it looked like on that person. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, you know when you take the, the magazine and you say to the hairdresser, I want hair like that. Like yes. <laughs> you're going to walk out looking like Jennifer Anderson. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> we all like... gave it our best try though, didn't we? <laughs> I It's sad though. My, my poor inner child, I remember sitting in the hairdresser's showing them the Jennifer Anderson haircut and me being like, yes, this is amazing. When I walk out of here, it's going to be incredible. Yeah. Just walking out, like, doesn't look anything like it because my hair is curly and frizzy. <laughs> I just got it. But I think, like, so to this point, it's like, even if you're comparing whatever someone's doing or someone's got or where, whatever it is, yeah. not the same on you anyway. Yeah, exactly. And it's just being so kind as we bring in those reminders for ourselves too, because... On the surface, of course, that makes perfect sense, but something isn't letting it land for us. And so it's kind of like just keep keeping coming back to that. Um, and it's not squashing your feelings because it's all very easy to kind of, even if you find someone to confide in them, um, how, you're, how you might be feeling or some of like, you know, you feel that insecurity sort of bubbling up and people can say, oh, well, don't look or just delete the apps or it'll be fine, you'll figure it out. And it's like, there's it's, that's kind of quite fleeting. Actually, a lot of people that are, you know, brave enough to talk about the comparison are dismissed. Yes. And like, just get over it. Just don't look. It'll be fine. It's like, that's not helpful. And like, I'm going through something that feels really tender here. Um, yeah. So I think as well, we have to be tender ourselves and not dismiss ourselves too. And that's why, you know, when I do my workshops, I'll kind of ask that question of what's really going on. Yeah. Like we feel this, we feel kind of explosive around these things or we feel judgmental and reactive about certain people doing certain things. But if we were to be really kind and really honest with ourselves, what's really going on? And then it's trusting that and working with that. Mm. Oh, you've got my brain going now. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, what is really going on? 
<laughs> it's so true though isn't it all of this is like it's manifesting in that in that trigger you know in that emotion of that but actually yeah. probably so many layers okay so just for like speeding up then recent times the last 10 years and you've been helping endless amounts of people with their <laughs> endless and endless super successful so what would you say are kind of like the the not I say the main things that people are comparing themselves on but what kind of comes up the most in your experience well I would have said like five years ago it was comparing people but going but I would say more recently excuse me what seems persistent is people comparing themselves to where they think they should be they compare themselves to almost this advertised hologram of this life they thought they'd have or they think they should have and that because they're not there they're falling behind or they're underperforming in certain way or they're you know failing which couldn't be further from the truth um so I think life milestones um in terms of doing things by certain times meeting someone having a family if it's their choice etc comes up especially um for I would say like younger younger women um, that feel like, oh, you know, if this isn't sorted by 30, then um, it won't be sorted. Whereas actually those of us that are 40 know that when you're dating in your 30s, things happen a lot quicker because people aren't, you know, playing as many games and they're not kind of like, just going to see how things go. They know what a match feels like and they're looking for the match. So actually yeah. in what I've seen happen with friends and clients, well, things happen just so much quicker um, yeah. than they would have done in their 20s. Um, I think with um, business owners, certainly the arbitrary timelines of, you know, by year one, having this or getting to 10 grand months and all these kind of you know labels, which can be helpful, easy measures to plot your income against, but can actually be very tyrannical um, in terms of, you know, the pressure they put on um business owners to be making a certain type of progress, completely not taking into account their experience, their network, how confident they are on social media, how, you know, um, how effectively they're marketing, um, you know, and I think that that can be really damaging as well in this idea of like, you have to be here by when, um, but then, because then what that also leads to is the, I'm not ready though. Yeah. So there's not only the, the milestone seems out of reach, but not only that, I'm not ready to even start to get to the milestone. Yeah, yeah. That can be really tricky for people. Yeah, and that's just setting people up, not yeah. not further, but setting people up to reduce their self-worth because as soon as yeah. they're going to get there and then they don't, they failed themselves, yeah. you know, and yeah. then they're just taking one step, one step forward, two steps back. You got it, yeah. And that's where, you know, that's why comparison needs proper care. It needs looking at. Because if it was just a bad habit or, you know, like swatting a fly away when you're out in the garden, then none of us, you know, then fine. But it's not that. It's what it takes from us and what it takes us away from, which is so, um, it's dangerous. And I know that might sound a little bit dramatic, but I've seen what it can do. And, and I've also seen how glorious life is uh, mm. when it is dissolved away. And that's why I care about it so much. I don't want people feeling like they have to be silenced or just get over it because it is serious. Yeah, yeah, it it is serious. It it, it and that's the thing, and, and it can escalate for people so quickly yeah. in such different ways as well. And I think yeah, that's something that's to right. really be aware of. That's right, love. Yeah, you've got a little daughter, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah, she's nearly two. Nearly two. So my mm. my I got two. Um, Lola's just turned four, and the other one's a baby. And well, and and boys, it doesn't yeah. matter, boy or girl. But I look at her all the time and I think, how am I going to respond 
to you when you're not saying this that and the other and well even already now it's you're my best friend and you're my best friend and I'm already trying to arm myself with like the best support for her because yeah it's come so early and I think one of the great things hearing you say that Al is that we are a generation of caregivers of parents that are already thinking about that Mm. you know it's like through no fault of their own I my parents generation did not (laughs) I'm sure you know perhaps some (laughs) listeners will be lucky that you know they they did perhaps grow up with um parents that were aware and were you know in touch with um there was more to life um more to life there you go thank um, you you (laughs) um but I I I think that's where social media has been brilliant is that we as parents have access to um different ways of just being and like and how we listen and the language we use and you know how we'll deal with that if there are if there are any upsets like what is the best thing to do rather than like oh well you know these things happen and it's uh, you know so I think the fact we're even bracing ourselves for it or we're resourcing ourselves now to see it coming I think shows how much we care and shows our commitment to it to doing our best and you, you know you know well like all we can do is our best and our best on one day will be different to our best on the next day but yeah. we you know we hold that attention don't we yeah absolutely and I know that when my daughter tells me something, my reaction will probably be coming from my inner child as well. So I have to yeah. put that in mind. Yeah. Well. yeah. And, and it's letting them have those, letting them have big emotions, like how are you feeling? What does that feel like? Where where can you feel it? Mm. The, oh, you're okay. Don't cry. It's all right. Like yeah. let them have the big emotion. Let them get it out of their system so it's not stored up to come out another time, you know? Yeah. I think that whole tough love thing's a bit of, uh, luckily, a thing of the past. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God, yeah. No absolutely. way. <laughs> Talking of resources then, um, your book, can you please tell us where people can find you? Where <laughs> they can buy your book? <laughs> the book is called The Comparison Cure, and it is available from all good books, uh, booksellers. Um, it's also if you are bilingual it's available in Russian French and Chinese as well as English so oh, if you like to wow. kind of have a little you know dalliance with another um, language to read then that's there for you as well oh, amazing and your Instagram handles it's at Lucy Sheridan Lucy Sheridan I'm gonna have to send you that clip <laughs> on the X after now <laughs> um, I will put all of this in the show notes anyway but thank you so much for Joining our podcast, it's been an absolute pleasure. And I know my audience, I know my client base, and I know they're all going to absolutely love this and benefit massively. Oh, thanks for having me, Elle. It's been lovely to be with you today. Take care. Bye.